instead of a, uh, doing one of the tshuvot of uh, Rebavadia, uh, do something different today. It seems a little bit, yeah, it seems like shameless self-promotion, so I'm going to shamelessly self-promote because I have the podium. Um, I have a safe from Miguel Esther that came out today, and I wanted to share an idea that's not actually found in it. Thank you. An idea that's not actually founded, but it's completely Yad Hashem, because Sefer Nechemiah talks about today. If you look in Sefer Nechemiah, um, it talks about Gimel Adar. That's today. Today is Gimel Adar, and it says, V'shetzit baita dena ad yom tlata lirach adar di hishnat shesh t'balchut dayav malka. Now I'm guessing that the reason that Gimel Adar is not well known is because the Pasuk appears in Aramaic. So what exactly happened? They finished building the Beit HaMikdash. They finished building the Beit HaMikdash of Shini today. Today should be Chanukah. Because the next Pasuk says, V'avadu b'nei Yisrael kahanaya v'levaya u'shar b'nei galuta chanukat Beit HaLahadi d'bechadva. They made a Chanukat Abayit. Today. Today is Chanukat Bayit Shini. They started using it for the very first time. Today, 200 years later, was the story of Chanukah with the Greeks. That's later. But today was the first day they started using the Beit HaMikdash. They finally finished it, Gimel Adar. Now who is Daryavish and why is it relevant to my Sefer? Why is it relevant to Purim? Daryavish is the son of Achashverosh and Esther. Daryavish is Jewish. Daryavish is the son of Esther Amalka and Achashverosh. And he is the one who allows them to rebuild the Beit HaMikdash. Because he finds, at the beginning of the sixth parak. It's all Aramaic. And it's not even Aramaic that we're used to. If you learn Gemara, so you're used to Aramaic. This is a weird Aramaic. This is an Eretz, this is an older Aramaic, an Eretz Israel Aramaic. It's a lot more challenging to break your teeth to figure out what it's saying. Anyway, Daryavish finds an old, an old proclamation from Koresh. Koresh is in the first parak of Parak Ezra. We've talked about this once before. At the beginning of Sefer Ezra, it's in Hebrew. It switches to Aramaic later. So what happened? Hashem inspires Koresh. Koresh is not Jewish. He's the king of Paras. He's Persian. He made a proclamation. Hashem made me the king over all the land. Because the Persians took over from, uh, after Alexander the Great, the Persians took over from the uh, Babylonians. Long story. Fine. The who pakad alai, this Koresh, Melech Paras, who pakad alai livnot lo bait Yerushalayim asher Behuda. He wants to build the Beit HaMikdash. Okay. No one's going to be opposed if the most powerful man in the world wants us to build the Beit HaMikdash. Mi bachem ikol amo. Whoever wants to go, go. Go build the Beit HaMikdash. And Koresh is not satisfied with that. He says, you know what? We have all this stuff that I took over. He took over from the Babylonians. Remember, Nebuchadnezzar, Melech Babel, destroyed the first Beit HaMikdash and took all the Kalim. He's like, you know what? Take them. Take the Kalim back. Take everything back. Yours. And then he saw people who weren't going. He's like, you know, and the Jews who aren't going, you should support the Jews who are going. It's like, okay. I mean, we don't really need, you know, this is very... Okay. Yeah, why not? Excellent. This is like the most powerful man in the world telling you, go build the Beit HaMikdash. I'll help you. And so they do. They go to build the Beit HaMikdash. And they start. And not so many people come. 
And the second parak talks about who exactly came. And it's not so many people. It's not so many people. They finally get there. They came to Yerushalayim for the Chagim. And now they're like, okay, we need, a, we need to get our acts together and build it. Like, I mean, we need people, we need to, you know. So they get everyone together. The locals aren't very happy that we're doing this. And they made Sukkot, and it was great, and they built it, and they did it, and they started. And they paid, and okay, good, all good, wonderful, raising money, very, very descriptive. Wonderful. Very, very descriptive. It's great. The problem is, Ezra leads this. Ezra and Nehemiah are the leaders. They're the leaders. They're the, they're running the show. But the problem is, the locals who aren't so happy with us, they don't like that we're rebuilding the Beit HaMikdash. It sounds like history is repeating itself, right? That the locals around us aren't so happy that we're rebuilding a Jewish state in Eretz Israel. Sounds very familiar. It gets worse. They're like, oh, let us do it all together. We'll help you build the Beit HaMikdash. As Rubavel realizes very quickly, no, 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 no. He's like, no, 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 no. Lo lachem v'lanu, leave not by the location. We got it. You stay out of our Beit HaMikdash. They're not happy. Vayi am ha'aretz, the locals, mirapim yedei am Yehuda, umivahalim otam livnot. They're getting in the way, they're causing problems, they're delaying. V'sochrim alehem yo'atzim lahafer atzatam. And the hiring people, is, my mouth sounds like the UN in 1947, the hiring people to go to Koresh and convince him to revoke the permission. This is like my 1947. The whole time they're trying to try to prevent them to get Koresh to revoke. And his son. And then, after Koresh and Daryavis, you know the next king is? Now they up the ante with a chasverosh. They didn't just sachrolem yotzim. They explained to him, and I'm not going to go through the whole thing, the whole parak over here. In the whole parak, he explain. They explain exactly. They write this letter, and now it switches to Aramaic because they write it to him in Aramaic, presumably. Unclear to me if chasverosh spoke Aramaic. But he says, you know, they're building this, these crazy people, this rebellious city. Yerushalayim is a rebellious city. It never, never was happy under anybody else's control. Which we're proud of that. Meaning, yeah, Yerushalayim, that's us. But we're never happy under not Bavel and not Asur and not Bar. They're like, you know what they're going to do? They're going to rebel. They're going to make their own land, their own country. They're not going to pay you taxes. They knew exactly what spoke to Achashverosh. And he says, look in the history books, it's true. You'll see that they've been rebellious. And they do. He looks in the history books, he checks, and he says, they go through it very, 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 very wordy. And then Achashverosh says, you know what? Stop building the Beit HaMikdash. Achashverosh, from the Megillah, is the one who tells B'nai Israel to stop building the Beit HaMikdash. They didn't get very far. 
because they were having a lot of problems. But he's the one who puts it on halt. Fascinating. He puts it on halt his whole lifetime, and then he doesn't. He's not the king for very long. And then Daryavish, his son, him and, and Esther Malkah, him and Esther Malkah, Daryavish, the next Daryavish, they named him after the previous Daryavish. He's the one who gives permission. So when you read that, first of all, if you don't know that, it changes. Every, once you know that, it changes everything you think about the Megillah. Achasmeros is very, very much aware of what the Jews are doing, what the Jews are about, where they're going. He knows the whole politics. He's the one who told them to stop building the Beit HaMikdash. Changes your whole perspective on how the Jews of Shushan related to Achasveros. When you think about it, he's not someone we like very much. Because he's the one who just made us stop building the Beit HaMikdash. You know what's even more fascinating? You know, one of the characters who happens to be in... Remember I said Perik Bet lists all the people? There's somebody named Mordechai Bilshan. That name only appears one more time in all of Tanakh, Mordechai. And Megillat Esther. It sounds like he was in Eretz Yisrael and came back. He came back to like try to convince the Chazaros, no, what's going on? But what's fascinating about this, it means that Purim is also the Chag of Binyan Beit HaMikdash. Because only because the Purim story happened and Esther marries a Chazaros. And they have a child as the Beit HaMikdash built. Only because the Purim story happened do we now have a Beit HaMikdash Hashini. If the Purim story wouldn't have happened, the Chasveros would have stopped it. Who knows what would have happened? Esther Malka intervening on behalf, she not only saved the Jewish people, she had no idea that by saving the Jewish people, she also, her son, was going to re-allow the building of the Beit HaMikdash. It makes a very bit different perspective on Purim. Purim is not just a holiday of saving the Jewish people, but also of building the second, uh, the second bite.